Burnout Recovery Stages, interview with Victor Bartley. Do you feel from time to time that you're at brink of burnout or that you're burnt out, but you're trying to recover from it? There's a lot of information about the stages of burnout, but what about stages of recovering from burnout? What can, what steps you can do to recover from it? And how would you know that you have reached there? So if you'd like to learn more, stay tuned. In this episode, our guest, Victor Bartley, has some great pointers for us from to bouncing back from burnout and recover and be the best version of ourselves. You are watching episode 87 of Happy and Healthy Mind Show. Thank you for joining. I'm sure you're going to learn a lot. Thank you, Victor, for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Doc. You're welcome. Victor Bartley is a speaker, author, and coach who is on mission to guide those who are burned out on the journey of wellness. He firmly believes that burnout is an invitation to begin again. He enjoys his life with his wife, Dr. Wendy, and their three toddlers. And I'm your host, Dr. Rosina. I help organizations reduce negative consequences of burnout. I'm also a speaker, author, and an integrative psychiatrist. I believe that your mind is the software that runs the hardware of your brain and your body. Therefore, I share practical tips for your mental fitness so you can live your best life with hope, health, and happiness. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical advice. If you find this content helpful, then join in our mission of eradicating preventable suffering. Let's learn from Victor. Um, so Victor, tell us, how did this topic become important in your life? Yeah, thanks for asking that question. Uh, in simple, I experienced it. Um, you know, sometimes, as they say, experience is the best teacher. Um, back in 2011, when I was uh, in graduate school, um, I experienced the beginnings of what was my first experience with burnout that I can recall. And what stood out to me was just this overwhelming feeling of fatigue that had nothing to do with sleep. Um, that was the first recognizable um, experience. I think that just disoriented me internally. Um, you know, I was extremely active at the time, uh, still, still am relatively as I'm, as I'm recovering from, from, uh, uh, lower leg surgery, but, um, I was extremely active. I would be in bed nine, 10 o'clock up at six o'clock or so playing basketball with a group of guys and just enjoying the fellowship and the fun fitness. So I was getting good sleep. I was active, so on and so forth. And of course my mind was uh, engaged in school and just the community there was uh, just a tremendous blessing, but I was burned out um, is, is the first occurrence that I had with this. So the feeling, the deep feeling that was present in that at that episode of burnout um, was the fatigue that wasn't related to actually sleeping. I didn't have a name for it at the time. Um, and so of course, as, uh, <laughs> as life would have it, what you don't learn the first time you experience it again. And a few years later, as I began uh, my work as a pastor, as I began my work as a pastor, I went through the similar feeling where the fatigue I was familiar with, but it was an added layer of what felt like depression. Um, I was sad. Um, I typically an upbeat, 
um, person that was smiling, um, laughing, so on and so forth. Um, but very often, particularly at home, um, I was very just, I was just inward. Um, I was, uh, while uh, my wife and I uh, had a had a great relationship where, um, you know, we, we spent a lot of time traveling and time together. Um, she asked me in this particular episode, um, are you depressed? That question was one that I had never really encountered before or even wrestled with. And because it was just uh, just the question was it really kind of penetrated to um, it was a penetrating question that that really challenged me to confront and face what reality was rather than what I wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so I honestly said, I don't know. Um, I don't know. And at that point, uh, I just said, you know, it's probably best that I find a therapist um, to look into what's going on uh, so that I can, you know, be myself again. Mm -hmm. um, you know, went to therapy. And one of the things that was uh, kind of really a, a, a flag, so to speak, um, the therapeutic journey was great. Um, but as the therapist uh, did the evaluation for depression, the levels, uh, according to the uh, evaluation that was used, were normal. Um, normal to the low end of, like, I wasn't as depressed as I thought I was, um, essentially were the results. And so that kind of made me say, like, what? Like, I know that I'm not myself, um, but I'm not clinically depressed. Um, and um, it was even on the lower end of uh, what would even be classified as even just an acute case of depression. And so that just really sat in the back of my mind uh, because, you know, I was there. I was like, hey, there's still some things that I can work through, even if that's not what I'm dealing with. And so learn from that experience. And so fast forward just a few years later, uh, back in 2018, the experience comes back again. And so at this point, it's the fatigue is still there. The 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 feelings of depression, though, at this point, I've you know been to therapy and it's not clinical depression that's there. And then this added layer of just being having a deep loss of motivation, um, wanting to just quit work. That reality really set in when I shared that with my wife um that i was just ready just really spent and um it wasn't suicide it hadn't reached suicidal ideation for me but it was just with work um i didn't want anything to do with it um and so working through that um was what my desire was um and so identifying it became a priority to me like what's actually going on this is the third time i recognize experience in this and as I began to do uh, my research and explore, it's when I came across uh, burnout. And uh, as I shared with you before, that visceral feeling that, oh, aha, like Eureka, like I, I, I found the answer to what the problem actually is. And uh, from that moment forward, it was just a, it just really sent me on a mission to ensure that as many people as possible were not plagued with this syndrome of burnout and they didn't know it, um, but also didn't have clear and supportive strategy 
to recover and prevent going back there again. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that you are on that mission and I'm glad to be part of this mission. So yeah. tell me, and we'll go into the uh, some of the uh, specific details of some of the tools that helped you. But yeah. before we go into that, tell me how life changed after you applied some of the tools that you're going to talk about. No, absolutely. I would just simply classify it as this uh, with this word liberation. Hmm. Freedom. Um, yeah, yeah. Lib liberation, freedom. Um, in, in my faith tradition of Christianity, one of the uh, considered the father of black theology, uh, black liberation theology, uh, Dr. the late Dr. James Cone, um, he was asked the question of what a Christian is. And he uh, in, in one setting after a class, he said that Christian is one that is on the journey of liberation. And so that that quote just really sits and resonates with me. And I would I would just deeply say uh, that liberation and the evolving levels and dynamics of liberation is what I continue to experience um, as I continue in my recovery and preventative journey uh, with burnout. Wonderful, wonderful. Your life is better. Your health is also better. Yeah. So the funny thing is, I've always been a, a relatively healthy person. Um, I'm I, being honest, I've been optimally healthy, you know, my life and I've uh, been active. And so one of the things that, that I do like to emphasize sometimes is that there can be, an, um, while exercise and uh, creating endorphins and, and, and getting all of uh, the, the positive uh, hormones released can be helpful. Um, at some level and be incorporated with burnout, sometimes the burnout is so deep that exercise won't touch it, um, that, that exercise alone won't be sufficient or just getting good sleep won't be sufficient, as I spoke about earlier. Um, and so while my health physically, I'll, I mean, throughout this time, I was going to checkups and nothing was uh, showing up as problematic. Um, but my mindset, uh, my outlook, um, my ability to see life from a, as, as what some call a non-dualistic perspective, where it has to only be this or that, but being able to see a, a, a more full picture are, are some of the benefits that I'm, I'm experiencing now. Uh, the ability to be present um, and, and, and be in the moment and, and recognize that, hey, I'm trying to be too far. I'm, I'm still stuck in the past or I'm trying to race to the future and just uh, really being present in the moment um, are, are gifts that are uh, that are part of this liberation experience. And then I think kind of a not a uh, capture all uh, phrase, but uh, definitely included in the experience of liberation is an increased emotional intelligence. Um, the ability to name my feelings, the ability to talk about them, uh, the ability to wrestle with them. Um, th those are things that are uh, a part of my journey uh, that are deeply uh, vital to prevention, uh, but the continued process of, of recovery. Wonderful. Wonderful. So yeah, our audience would love to learn some of the tools that helped you so that they can help them too. So why don't you share some of the tools and then also share how did you know the stages as you recovered from your uh, burnout? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So the the, the tools I will share just in these uh, 
I share them. I call them uh, tools for your journey um, in recovery and, and, and ultimate or intervention, uh, recovery and, and prevention. But the tools begin with community. Um, first, being connected to a community and that community can take different forms. Um, it can be it can begin with a therapist. Uh, therapists can be along the journey, um, but but it can be friends. It can be family. But essentially, the 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 way I define community are individuals or or people or group that you are able to be seen, uh, that you are able to be, and be fully accepted, and at the same time challenge and encourage um, in a way that may be uncomfortable, but necessary for the vitality and growth of your, uh, your full self. Um, and then the ability to do that as well for the other people in the group, uh, in a shared and safe space. Mm -hmm. Um, and so building, building that community, obviously in certain relationships, professional relationships, it, it can be a bit one way. Um, but that can be a starting point uh, for those that may struggle um, a bit with sharing their life with those that are closest to them um, and, and and keeping them at, at arm's length, so to speak, emotionally. Um, mm. and, so they and could relation. be neutral. So they could be neutral instead of... They you know, could be, yeah. yeah. And so sometimes that can be the benefit of going to see a professional. Um, of course, the fear of like, I don't want anybody to know my business or I don't want anyone to think that I'm weak. And so uh, sometimes the, I think, Therapy is a necessary part of the journey, regardless of whether you're comfortable or not. Um, but I think particularly for those that are not uh, in the space of sharing relationships where vulnerability is welcome or they don't quite they haven't quite identified who those individuals are that they can be that way with or they are safe enough with. Um, I think starting with a therapist is a uh, is a perfect starting point um, in order to get the the the. Uh, to increase the vitality of your emotional intelligence. Wonderful, wonderful. Before we started the, this podcast, we were talking about a framework that you use that yeah. helps you. I think that would be really helpful for our audience to have that framework. Can you share that? Absolutely, absolutely. And it really comes about in really bringing all of who I am to the space of, of wellness and uh, burnout. But uh, my first degree is in civil engineering, and uh, one of the uh, ideas, obviously, of innovation, technology, and development. Uh, one of the the concepts that were that was shared during that time was the concept of biomimicry. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it is it is essentially what the the term is: bio copying what happens in life. Um, and in essence, what occurs is we track what nature does and apply what nature does in particular to particular human problems for solutions. Um, this is a technical terminology that has uh, been given, that has been coined in, since the late early 90s, but it's an idea that's been used for a millennium by various civilizations. And so it's primarily focused on technology, engineering, and innovation. And so I've applied this to the work of human well-being and mental health, uh, particularly on the topic of burnout. And so essentially the prototype that we use in discussing 
and addressing burnout is the wildfire. Well, you know, it kind of makes sense. The burnout feels like a fire has consumed and destroyed and, and, and damaged uh, elements, portions, or even it feels like your whole life, uh, depending on the stage of burnout that you have experienced. Uh, similar to even a wildfire, um, we all know that wildfires don't start um, destroying acres. It begins by a spark that begins to spread and spread and becomes more uncontrollable. Um, and so you can already see just the very close correlations between the uh, wildfire um, as well as with the, uh, with, with the experience of burnout. But essentially what occurs in nature, uh, what environmentalists do after, wildfire, after a wildfire has occurred is what's vitally important for those of us that have experienced burnout. Uh, what environmentalists do is they go in in three uh, general phases is they identify what caused the fire. Um, they then identify how the forest can begin recovery. And then they track within uh, three stages within the last stage, the actual journey to stabilization, um, which can take up to about 20 uh, 20 years sometime, uh, depending on how much damage was actually done. Um, but one of the key elements that really was foundational uh, for me and, 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 and is for those that, that I share this with is that the forest is able, uh, research has shown the forest is able to recover from the fire without human help. Um, that if given time, nature will heal itself. Um, and it begins with what's already in the ground. It's the seeds that are already in the ground that are developed and designed to use the fire as a fertilizer to begin again. Um, and that foundational reality is, is really kind of a, a chain breaker uh, because so many times the, 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 um, the desire may be to like, what else do I need? What else do I need? And coming to the point of accepting that what I need, I have access to already. It's it's available to me. It's within me. Um, it may need to be unleashed. It may need to be developed, um, but it's it's with me. My awareness of it may need to increase. And so in, 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 tracking, in tracking the stages, like the environmentalists, we want to find out what caused it but let me stop you before before yeah. they even find out what caused it first they have to put down the fire no absolutely <laughs> so if, if fire is burning it's just like yes you want to identify where the source is coming from but first you have to put out the flames and put out the absolutely progressions you have to stop that so that it doesn't continue to grow and the second point that you were talking about i thought okay well the forest can recover if it doesn't keep on getting on fire again and again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And this this is this is where the obviously the obviously the work of the uh, human support has benefits and, and is helpful. But just from just from a scientific and, and research perspective, yeah. the work that is that is done is what's already available in the in the environment and the ecosystem. Yeah. Right, right. And so yeah. we in case of the human burnout we have inner capacity to recover but absolutely. we also need to take steps of preventing recurrent episodes so we absolutely. 
we allow our mind and our body to recover fully. Absolutely. And it's important to also add just from an environmental from an environmental um, and ecosystem standpoint that as when when fires occur in nature, uh, the plants, uh, many of the plants be uh, built this fireproof retardant in their in their rebuilding stage that prevents similar fire from happening again. Um, so, so, so they nature, become resilient. Nature, they become resilient. <laughs> nature, nature has its own way of recovery. Obviously, you, you know. Obviously, you you can you can create a fire that is more than what nature uh, is able to to uh, to be resilient against per se. But but just the concept uh, is researched in there that that they essentially become fireproof. Um, the plants become fire. Many of the plants become fireproof as a result of going through the fire mm -hmm. um and so essentially wanting to create nature does it um as as we learn receive and give to nature um this being i believe a valuable lesson and uh training that that we ought to sit at nature's feet to learn yeah that's a wonderful analogy i i had never heard that before and it just kind of makes so much sense mm -hmm. so much sense so burnout can happen you can take steps to recover from burnout and you can take steps to prevent the burnout. So you could be actually a better version of yourself because it makes you stronger like those plants. So can you earlier, before we went into this model of thinking, yeah. you mentioned community as one of the major resources to help Absolutely. recover. Uh, what were other, what were your stages of recovery? Uh, if kind of you think over, you realized that you were going through, so you you found your community. What other steps did you take and how did you see, feel that you are now getting better? Yeah. Um, so I think one of the things is I've been, I've been in, I, I'm a naturally analytical person. So I'm always thinking through things as they're happening um, and even reflecting on them after the fact. And so uh, my, my journey wasn't as, as as clear and simplified as i teach it <laughs> and so one of the reasons that i've simplified it in this way so that the overwhelming is as simplified as necessary <laughs> right you're already struggling with too much your mind is absolutely. already foggy you want to absolutely. have the simplest explanation that's so exactly you can right. actually act that's exactly right so uh my, my my journey my journey particularly in the early stages i would say was just a bit of um I'd become, I'd, I'd acknowledge it. I'd become aware. I take action, and then just like, I feel like I'm just kind of spinning in circles. And and part of it was because of having to continue to dig deeper at some of the triggers um, and the causes of burnout to begin with. Um, and so that was one of the experiences that I had, and and it was, I, I think I would definitely say a bit frustrating at, at some level because I didn't completely uh, realize how deep the, the, how deeply embedded the trigger was um, in my psychological uh, way of relating to life and understanding. Um, and so as, as I share with others, I build into the, I, I build into the teaching, helping people to realize that from the beginning, that the recovery journey, very similar to nature, is a process and not this quick kind of microwavable 
thing that I just kind of get over. I think, as you're saying, when we talk about stopping the fire, identifying just kind of what I can get my hands on immediately to, you know, to, to stop as much as I can the feeling of, of burnout. But again, depending on where you are in the stage, it may be, um, you know, it people have started evacuating to use the, the wildfire framework. People have already started evacuating the community and, and houses are being burned. And so um, the, the, the damage done has been so significant for, for some people um, in burnout that it may be a bit more difficult to, to, to recognize that. And so to simplify it for, for, for some, just being able to acknowledge, fully accept that, hey, I'm burned out at some level is the beginning of liberation uh, because for, for many people, um, and, and, and even in, in the work that, that I'm doing and, and the people that I speak to, the denial of burnout is a real problem <laughs> uh, because so many it, it occurs for people that are uh, not only but primarily those that are high achievers, ambitious, those that are driven. Um, and so it's as uh, Dr. Fordenberger, the corner of the phrase uh, framed it, uh, it's, it's the high cost of success. Um, and so if, if you are that type of person, acknowledging that you have a particular weakness or need help is not something that's, that's easy to do all the time. And so just the acknowledging of it, um, the acknowledgement of its presence, its impact um, is a win, yeah. um, is, yeah. is, is, is a huge win. Yeah. And like, you know, in any any area, if you identify the problem, then you can take steps to uh, remedy it. But if you don't know the problem, then you won't do anything to remedy it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So and recognizing, uh, acknowledging is the first part, like, you know, in wildfire cases, like, you know, acknowledging that that is uh, or uh, that is happening, where is the source and then stopping that source from spreading is um is the way to go. And so in terms of, I just kind of realized that you were having fun and the time passed. And so we need to wrap up. <laughs> so do you have any, like, you know, your best advice for the audience before we wrap up? Yeah, I would, I would say in kind of coming back to the, the center of the recovery journey is begin to explore the differentiation and connection between who you are and what you do. So, so many times so you mix it up, right? they become so blended that they aren't separated. So in, in following just the the process of nature and just going back to um, the our environment, a plant has, you know, if we simplify just two parts, if we simplify it, oversimplify the two parts, the root system and the actual surface portion that is uh, visible um, above, above the terrain. And if we were to liken our, who we are to our root system, and what we do to the actual plant or the tree that is over uh, above surface and see that, of course, obviously in order for what I do to be of value to not just myself, but also to the environment around me, I must remain rooted. And so many times as we grow up, um, in, in many cases, we get we lose who we are in a pursuit for what we want to do. Um, and so beginning to recover, coming back, can't remember the, 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 uh, the, the author of the quote, but the inner child in us always will desire uh, to come out of us. 
Um, and so really just becoming more attached to and integrating who we are, who we were as a child. Um, I, I have three children, uh, toddlers that are running around the house and they're constant reminders of the reality that they don't care at this point about what they do. Who they are is all about playing and having fun, laughing and those sort of things. And so coming back, being being relentless and intentional of coming back to um, growing our root system uh, will be so uh, profoundly important to the recovery and prevention uh, journey. When we've lost who we are, uh, when a root system uh, comes up, a tree, no matter how tall it is, no matter how much, no matter how wide it is, it will come down. Yeah. Um, yes. And in, in the same way in our lives. And so uh, being rooted in who we are and, and being able to differentiate, starting the process of differentiating uh, the two, I, I believe is 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 a is a paramount um, element of the journey. Profound, profound. Yeah, we use a technique called grounding technique. Then, mm -hmm. the, the, then we kind of uh, visualize that we are like a tree and you're kind of staying grounded really helps us in many ways. Lots to talk about. Uh, hopefully, maybe we can do it again. But let me, that. if people want to reach you and learn more about you, where they can um, find you. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on LinkedIn, Victor Bartley. Um, you can also uh, see my business page, Victor Speaks Life. Um, where I uh, share information, um, tips, uh, insights regarding burnout, uh, the burnout intervention journey. Um, you can also uh, check out my website, victorspeakslife.org, and uh, you can inquire and uh, we can connect in that way as well. If you are in need of coaching or your organization um, is, is struggling um, through burnout um, and actually addressing the, the problem, of, of burnout. The other way of reaching me is on Instagram. Um, I am stampout.burnout uh, is my handle there on Instagram and uh, sharing uh, tips as well and content regarding uh, the burnout intervention journey. Wonderful, wonderful. And thank you for sharing the gift, Stages of Burnout Recovery, that our audience can find by going to happyandhealthymind.com. So I invite you all to visit our website, happyandhealthymind.com, and uh, click the button resources, and you'll be able to find all the resources from our various guests. If you are in U.S., you can also text the word joyful to the number 38470. And we'd be happy to send you reminders and resources links over there. And so let's uh, wrap up. Uh, let me leave you with this thought. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. What do you choose? Are you going to continue to allow the wildfire to spread? Or are you going to take small steps to prevent this wildfire that can happen in you that can rob you of your ability to function, to be productive, to be able to enjoy your life and to be the best version of yourself. So are you going to take small step, one step today in your journey towards wellness? Till next time, Dr. Rosina. And thank you, Victor, for joining us today.